Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. And thanks all of you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is Justin Hahnemann. This is the ContenderCast. And our mission is simple, to shine a light on bright ideas. And um, first, I'm going to start this podcast with a couple of thank yous. First of all, thank you to all of you that have sent in uh, questions about the podcast. So I'm going to go through a couple of those very briefly before we jump into today's topic. And then I want to also thank you for those of you that have sent in recommendations on uh, individuals we should have on the podcast. And uh, I want you to know that um, I'm going to move on those and, and, and work hard to try to get those folks onto the podcast. If you've got ideas of topics, guests, questions, et cetera, you can send those to me at podcast at contenderbrands.com and um, we'll get those into the cycle. A couple of things that you did, you guys did ask were first, who is doing the voiceovers on the front end and back end of the podcast? And that is Brian Benson. Um, who's a great friend of mine who uh, does voiceover work on the side and um, it just has has that voice, you know, for for what I would call radio slash podcast. And then the song on the front end of the um, podcast is called Bayou Boogie. It's a song I wrote about two years ago, one or two years ago, all about New Orleans. And then the outro song, uh, the song as, as the podcast is closing out, it's called We Are The One. So there you go. Um, but let's jump into today's topic. And I'm excited because my wife, Monique, is joining me. And um, we're going to talk about starting a company and launching a consumer product. It's going to be a fun conversation. So Monique, uh, thanks for jumping on. Hi, honey. <laughs> so um, exciting for us because uh, we both have, of course, day jobs. And then we have launched this consumer products company called Contender Brands. And um, we're going to talk about that and why we started it and then jump into uh, one our first product that we just launched and talk about some of the lessons learned along the way. So, But let, before we do that, um, Monique, why don't you share a little bit about your day job? Absolutely. So my day job is uh, leading a consulting firm called ISHR Group. I actually founded the group 18 years ago next week, which is crazy to think about. I left my human resources job at GE and decided I wanted to do HR consulting, started ISHR group, and 18 years later, here we are. So we do leadership assessment, leadership development, executive coaching. I have two amazing business partners, Stacey Salenberger and Ellen Dots. And then we have a team of fabulous coaches that work with us. And we work all over the world, primarily with Fortune 1,000 companies and lots of private equity firms. Awesome. Yeah. And, and you guys can see those of you that know me and know my passion for writing on personal branding and organizational leadership and culture, why uh, we have that kind of passion in common. Absolutely. It's a yeah. match made in heaven. <laughs> right. So, um, so we started this company called Contender Brands. And um, I've gotten tons of questions from many of you uh, um, around you know, why we start the company, how we come up with the name, what's the purpose of the company and whatnot. And um, so today what we're going to do is talk about just starting kind of that side job, the, the side business, and uh, in a way to pursue our passions and really consolidate them under one umbrella. And then, you know, we had done a lot of writing and other things in the past from a creative perspective, and we decided to get into launching products. And so we'll talk about that. That's our that's our roadmap for today. So why don't we talk first, Monique, about launching contender brands? Absolutely. So I think, as you just said, we both have had so many side projects going on, you with your music and writing books and myself with writing books and doing speaking uh, through the the High Road franchise, if you will. 
And I, I think we finally got to a point where we started talking about great ideas, things we thought the world could use, things that we thought were funny, things that would make people laugh or bring joy to their lives. And after several years of those conversations sitting on the back porch, I think we finally got to the point where we said, hey, you know what? Let's actually do something about this as opposed to talking about it. That's right. Yeah. I, and I would even add on to that, that you know, we had even developed our own personas like in the market. So, you know, you with your high road books and, um, and, and website around high road has less traffic and speaking engagements. And we did some of those together, but really that was kind of your thing. And then, you know, I had this whole, my whole site around a lot of it was focused on personal branding and, you and know, all your music and stuff. the music, right. Yeah. A couple of CDs and albums and whatnot. Well, and I think because we like, like each other so much, <laughs> It just made natural sense to, hey, let's do some stuff together. Right. Well, and so, yeah, we're thinking, why not have a consolidated platform? Hence why we decided, well, why don't we create a, a company and put everything underneath that platform? And around about the same time, we had this idea for, um, hey, why don't we launch? Well, I think you should talk about the name of the company first, because that right. was you. That was all, right. all you. Perfect. So Contender Brands. So uh, for a number of years, I had debated starting my own business and in always struggled with what that business would be. And, um, and so, um, one thing I'll share that when you write books, inevitably you get asked to speak at events. And so while I was day jobbing at Coca-Cola and, and management consulting, you know, the side job was writing and speaking to groups all over the world actually. And, and that seemed very exciting and fun, but to me, that wasn't challenging enough, right. To build a company around that. So I was always looking for what that idea would be in terms of um, either a product or service to build a company around. So I had brainstormed ideas for a company and then well, you brainstormed ideas around a company name. So you had a name of a company. You That's just right. didn't have a company underneath I had a lot of good company which, names. Which That's right. Awesome. I still have those, by the way. So um, I just love that you came up with Contender Brands because it's just so vividly describes, you know, our tagline is every winner started as a contender. And we are a contender right now. And hopefully we will be a winner. But I just, I love that visual. Yeah. So, and and one of the things that I liked about the word contender was after every speaking engage engagement and still to this day, um, inevitably, several people come up and say, ah, I've always thought about, you know, doing this, fill in the blank, you know, writing, writing a, a book, book yeah, inventing a product, writing an album, uh, releasing a song. Uh, I've got this product idea. I've got this game. And it's and inevitably all those people don't do anything about it. And so my thought was they're not even in contention to to have a win. And a win could be selling one item. A win could be making someone happy. A win could be raising money for a charity. It doesn't have to be, you know, a winning product that's, you know, uh, a mega million dollar brand. Well, and and to be fair, you and I talked for many years about all three products we have coming out. We're all percolating for two plus, even up to, I would say, seven years right. for a couple of them. So we were guilty of that ourselves of, oh, I've got a great idea and talking about it, talking about it, talking about it and not doing anything about it until finally three, what, two and a half, three years ago when we finally said, all right, already, let's, let's stop figure this talking out. and start doing. Yeah, because yeah, we had done a lot on the writing front and speaking front and um, wanted to convert that into more. And so so that's the the origination of the word contender. And I also, why brands? Because the idea behind the company is that it's a con a concept to consumer company, so C to C, and one that sits in the consumer product space as a product development company. So we figured if we can figure out the process to create a card game, uh, write a book, a hardback children's book, uh, create a 
portable ring cleaner. I mean, you know, fill in the blank. We've got a, a, a number of ideas in our pipeline. If we could figure out that process, then maybe we could create a company that that really helps others take their ideas and and get them through the, the design process and into production and out into retail stores. And so um, we started exploring it. And we've we've actually already seen that start to come to fruition. I had a call a couple of weeks ago with a woman who's actually a news anchor in town who has a game idea. And she had heard we'd created a game and wanted to talk about the process. I actually got a call uh, from another colleague today asking if I could schedule some time to help him through how to write a book and get a book published. So already this idea of not only us developing the products, but helping others to live out their dreams in creating products is coming true. Yep. So um, set up the company, um, which was also not an easy feat. If you've never started your own business, there are some basic things you have to, to do. And so lesson learned point one for this podcast would be all of the kind of blocking and tackling to setting up a business. Well, and I think I just said a few minutes ago, right? We finally decided two and a half or three years ago to start taking action. Okay, but here we are two and a half, three years later, and we've just launched the first product that I know we're going to talk about in a moment. Yes, that's how long this has taken. It's trademarking, it's legal, it's patents, it's financials, it's setting up accounts, it's developing, designing a website. That's all the paperwork, you know, setting up the company, um, the the agreements. Uh, so that's all that stuff. And then there's designing the product, putting it through prototypes, finding manufacturers. I mean, all of that stuff takes so much time and energy and effort and money. We're just now at the fun part, which is let's get the product out there and sell it and and get it into retailers. But gosh, there's a whole rear view mirror of activity that's taken place. Sure. And so I would say the the key takeaway though from you know, there are a couple of them around starting the business. Let's focus on that first. The, for our, for us, um, number one was having a good uh, roster of people to go to to talk to and find out how to do these different things. How do you trademark um, an idea or a concept? How do you copyright a book? How do you uh, establish an LLC? How do you um, take a design and just, and look at it from a patent perspective. And we leaned into our network heavily to talk to a lot of people, some who had done this before and others who were like the purveyors of doing this, so the kind of the middle people, so that we could get things set up in the right way. And that's been a process, but we did it. And it's been, what I've really enjoyed about it is, is it's been such a learning process. Like everything's new. We have, we had no idea how to do any of this stuff. And that's what's been so much fun. Yeah. And of course, I, I for, for me personally, I really enjoyed a lot of the marketing and branding pieces. So, all right. Um, so then we got this company set up. And so then what do we do with it? Let's right? talk about the game. Yeah, we'll get to the game. So <laughs> first thing we decided to do was consolidate all of our kind of pr- creative assets and pursuits under one umbrella that is contender brands. So that's our platform, right? We can take that out. We can go and, you know, we've, we've spoken at a number of events already under that umbrella. And that that's our way of being able to go out together even and presenting on this, which is a, a, a we have a blast when we get up on stage together. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And we have a blast coming up with ideas. So oh why gosh. don't you share the yeah, idea so, for the first product? All right, so the first game. Um, and so if you haven't already been to contenderbrands.com, um, then you will, if you were to go there, you would see the first product out of the shoot is a get to know you card game. And it's called Cocktail Farty. Not party, farty. That would be with an F, people. <laughs> of course, Monique came up with the idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Yeah, so <laughs> nobody believes that. <laughs> we actually came up with the idea for this game 
what, eight or nine years ago. It was going to be a board game. And uh, we were uh, having a family trip together and being silly and talking about parts. Potty 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 humor everywhere. And we thought, well, this would be a funny game. Everyone listening to this podcast is like, oh my gosh, are they seriously going there? But yes. And then... um, And we sat on a shelf for a long time. Yeah, we put all the ideas down in a document, kind of like you would would do with a new book idea or a song idea. And And then we sat there for years. And then we decided to pull it out and and, and do something with it. Resurrected it, yep. Yep. So today it's a, it's a get, like Justin said, it's a get to know you card game. And so it's awesome. Our, our, the designer we found made it into, it's, it's literally the exact shape of a toilet paper roll. Yep, a Georgia Looks Pacific like, toilet paper roll. Of course. Looks like a piece of, like a roll of toilet paper. You take the lid off and inside are 150 cards that are shaped like a toilet seat with the little tabs on the top. And those cards, many of them, most of them are really great conversation starters. So Justin and I have this thing where we love to have really good conversations with people. We like to have big talk, not small talk. And we'll come home at the end of a day or end of meetings and say, oh my gosh, I had the best you know, coffee ever with someone because it was great conversation or Oh, I had such a dud today. We, you know, couldn't get past hello. So we like big conversation, big talk. And so most of these questions are to stimulate really great conversations. So sit around a room with your family, with friends, and just ask questions and everyone answers them. So uh, for example, we played with friends last weekend and one of the questions was, tell us about the best birthday you've ever had. Well, some people were talking about their 40th and some people were talking about their 10th. I mean, it was just great stories. One of the questions was, what traits of your parents would you most like to replicate and least like to replicate? Well, that opened up a whole can <laughs> of worms and that was a great conversation. And then interspersed throughout these 150 questions are the explosive questions. Oh, yes. Those Justin's are the exciting favorite ones. favorite questions. Yep. Very and those exciting. are the ones that have something to do with potty humor, fart humor, um, the it's, question we drew. It's purely family friendly though. Oh, yes. Everything's very family friendly. There's nothing you know, X-rated here. But the the fart card, the explosive card that we drew this last weekend, uh, again, when eight of us were outside on the back porch playing was um, make your favorite fart noise. Well, oh, yes. you know what? We were laughing yep. hysterically. Imagine a cocktail party, a party, excuse me, where <laughs> <laughs> that's the card that's pulled. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. So that's the game. Yeah. And it's so, been so fun. Yeah. So um, taking a, a, aside the, the funny business part of it, it has been a great couple of weeks of just it's it's just now getting to market. Um, but before we talked about the retail part, let's talk about some of the lessons learned in launching an actual consumer product. So um, first, we had literally the idea of a card game that was going to have this angle to it, and we literally mocked it up with uh, a toilet paper roll and. And uh, we we drew what it should look like. And then we already had a designer from another product we'll share on a future podcast. So we went and sat down with him and showed it to him. And about two days later, he came back with a model, like a CAD model, uh, design model. And then we worked with um, an individual that um, has the relationships with production over in China. And uh, he was able to give us some estimates of what it would take to, to construct it and uh, work towards a prototype. In the meantime, back here, we're coming up with 150 different questions and we're working with a design firm here locally on sort of the branding of it all, not the design of the actual product, but the logo, which is adorable. It's a martini glass with a little puff of air. <laughs> I mean, it's just, so the the fonts, the colors, the, the logo. Yeah, so there's just all of this, again, activity that has to take place before you can actually go to retail. Yeah. 
I mean, this is, and by the way, why did we do this? I mean, this is just, it was so much fun. Like, we, we could, how could we not do it? And the <laughs> we've tried it now and we've seen the uh, laughter and the fun that is created. I think that's, I think, the biggest, the why in terms of why this product. Absolutely. It's been yeah. So um, we get to um, the design and prototyping um we and then we had to uh, again pick out figure out the shape of the cards and how they were going to look and i mean all the details that you never think about when you buy a product right all that had to go into that game and um and then uh labeling in terms of what was going to be on the outside of the container and whatnot and so all that process so took quite a bit of time um it took weeks and months uh years yeah <laughs> not, <laughs> let's be real not, right I, I mean i think what's interesting is for those that are that lack patience like me, it's not very easy to uh, to do to create a product and, and get it to market unless you have the production, you know, all of that figured out. Now, what I would say is um, going forward, I think one of the, the things that we now have is the knowledge and the relationships now to be able to take an idea to to market very quickly. Oh, absolutely. This first time around, right, we had to figure everything out and we did make mistakes and missteps and things took longer. But I think with like with anything, second time around now, it should move much more quickly than it has historically for us. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun getting that together. So we got our um, prototypes, which uh, the way that works is when you produce something in China, typically they'll create a couple of like, you know, a set of prototypes and then ship them to you via air, air freight uh, versus on the boat, which would be the large bulk of your product once you make it. Um, and we got those and it was, it reminded me the day we got them, it was kind of like when I opened the box uh, for my first book or for the first, you know, first time you get one of the books you've written in the mail. And it's just like an uh, amazing moment, I think, of knowing that you took an idea from a concept or literally sitting around talking about something to an actual product. And that was pretty amazing. So um, we get the the products here. And then the next thing is, okay, so what are we so going to do what? with them? Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is the part we're at right now, which is which is a lot of fun. So where now? So our first thing was we set up a seller account on Amazon, on Amazon Prime. And so there's a whole learning process, time-consuming process to get products on their um, seller central system. But we've done that. And they've, that's been on for what, four weeks now? Yep. So um, it's called Fulfilled by Amazon. We're actually using what's called FBA, Fulfilled by Amazon. And um, as you all most likely know that are listening, if you're not on Amazon, you're nowhere. And while they're not going to take over all retail and all the retail stores aren't going to close, they're moving into most markets. And um, you want to be on Amazon. And so for us, the first priority was getting those products set up on Amazon and getting them set up in a way that you know they were going to be interesting, not only to people that we know, but to people that don't even know us or know the game. Well, that's the thing, right? You You want to get beyond, it's like with the books, right? You want to get beyond your family and friends buying them and start to get to people who don't know you, who are just interested in the product because it's an interesting product. So then the next piece was, well, what about retail stores? So, um, my, I spent the last 10 years working in retail uh, or working with retailers, the heads of merchandising, the heads of store ops. So I had a good network in retail um, to kind of vet ideas, to talk about what would work, what wouldn't work, what would the, how would this product work um, in market, what would, should be the right pricing um, structure, um, how would we get product to market, et cetera. And in addition to getting the product on Amazon, it was 
let's get it out in front of a couple of national retailers so we could get some early feedback on the product and 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 what consumers will be looking for from the product. And that's been an interesting process because it's it's shipping product out, it's asking for as Justin said the feedback, it's being okay with hearing no. It's getting really excited when you hear yes. Okay, then it's now we're yes and we're in a couple of um national retailer systems and there's a whole boatload of paperwork that goes with that, right? It's not just a matter of dropping off product. I mean, it's paperwork to become a vendor, to ship to the distribution center with the proper barcodes. And that's a third party that you have to order the barcodes from. I mean, it's this, again, whole process. But this is the fun part is getting oh, yeah. it out there. And nothing like seeing product sales and getting a, an email or notification that products are, are selling and that they're you know out of stocks, et cetera. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, that's where we are in the process with that game. Um, but there's one other big part of that, which is um, an, another, if you're not in retail and not in consumer products, you might not even know this exists, but there are these national gift marts and, and national gift um, shows all over the nation. And they happen throughout the year. And so a big play for us will be taking these products and others to uh, the, the one in Atlanta in January. Well, the one in Atlanta is the largest one in the country, and some argue it's the largest gift show in the world, but certainly in the U.S., and that's in January. So we will be displaying in a temporary mart at the Atlanta Gift Mart uh, temporary exhibit in January and showing not only Cocktail Farty, but also the other two products, which I know we'll talk about on a future podcast. That's right. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And that will be the true test because that's where all of the buyers come in from thousands of retailers across the country to buy product for their stores for six months out. Yeah. So there's been a lot of things we've learned along the way. And I think if I, if it, to sum up really where we've come from and where we are today with just this product and this company, first, it was not just talking about it, but doing it. I mean, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there's so many times when I hear people tell me things that they wish they had done or would like to do. And I just sit there and I go, just do it. Find a way to do it. Find someone to work with you to do it. And, um, I th you know, for, for us, we had done that with, you know, writing a couple of books and we have enjoyed, you know, taking those out and, and impacting people in a positive way. But this is a way to take something, you know, very tangible um, and from a product perspective out and, and create joy and laughter, I'll call it. Lots of joy and laughter. Yeah. So that would be the first piece that I think has been key. Number two is patience. And I am the first to tell you, I am just not patient. I, I don't like lines. I don't like waiting. And this process is not a fast like one. He doesn't like traffic. <laughs> and this process is not one that is efficient or fast. And so... The key is finding the right people again to work with that can help facilitate that process and, and get the questions answered for you. That would be number two. Um, a third one for me uh, would be, you know, understanding the market from a consumer perspective and what people will and won't be interested in. We had done a lot of research on other similar games or other games that are in the same space. We looked at the pricing on those games. We looked at how they approach the consumer. We talked to a lot of people about what they would think about this. We uh, we actually created this game and played it before it was really a game with a number of people. Um, and so there was kind of that, I'll call it the unofficial research that we did before we jumped into yeah. creating it. And our test, our 
pilot groups, if you will, ranged from an eight-year-old to an 80-year-old. And so we made sure that this that it would be something that would be appropriate and And some things and were funny. not appropriate. And, and we, had we to removed take those, those out. out. That's right. Yeah. That was why focus groups are good. And then um, I'd say the last thing I, I would, that for me was a takeaway, and then I'll throw it to you, Monique, was um, the importance of, of thinking about this beyond one singular product and thinking about it as more of an overall brand. So, and how do we take a platform to market versus just one single product? I think the other lesson learned that I would add is, is the angle of when you're partnering with someone else and collaborating with someone else, especially when that person is your spouse, but it's that whole idea around, you have to know what you're really good at and where you have gaps and where they might be some rub because you both think you're better at doing that or neither one of you want to touch that. And so I think mm, 95% of the time, you and I have gotten that right. And so it's been really fun for us, but it's you really have to accept what you're good at and what you're not and trust the other person and trust their strengths. Right. I think I'm the idea person. Too many ideas. You think? <laughs> so... Um, that's great. So you can find the product, as I mentioned, on Amazon. You can check that on our website, contenderbrands.com. Uh, Monique's going to be joining me on a couple of these podcasts. We're going to be talking consumer products. We're also going to talk some some leadership com- concepts down the road. And we've got a couple of guests we're going to have on together. Um, so it's, gonna it's be been fun. really, it's going to be yeah, a blast. Thanks for jumping on. Absolutely. For more information on today's topic or to access additional leadership content, tools, and resources, check out contenderbrands.com. Also, you can download other ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. And remember, every winner started as a contender.